Hello and welcome once again to the Moran Connolly Football Show, the podcast that gives you your fix of the NFL with a little added je ne sais quoi. Big shout out as always to the Gridiron family of which we're proud to call ourselves a part. My name is Tom Moore, talking nonsense since 1986 and joining me as always is the godfather of the family, it's Ollie Connolly. Ollie, how the devil are you doing my friend? I'm doing good, how are you? I'm not bad mate, kids just seem to be continually ill um, and then because you get in that kind of you get in your own social media echo chamber all i get now is the strep a and all oh. the things in the news about kids being ill which is helpful because it gives you symptoms to look out with but it isn't half scaremongering and it is a perfect example to me of how people get caught in echo chambers because as a parent i'm getting caught in my own you are in that parenting phase too as well which which i am not and i find myself now at my advanced age 28 years old now tom increasingly around people who are in this parenting world this parenting bubble and one of my favorite things is when friends use their parent voice in non-parent settings does this ever happen to you have you ever in a workplace situation dropped into dad voice in an inappropriate time to use dad voice I'm I'm not sure I'd use that word because my dad bad voice tends to be okay. If you don't wash your hands and eat your dinner, then we're not watching the telly. So I'm just going to leave you to it. <laughs> Basically, that is the dad approach. It's so funny because you try things like sitting on the step and the naughty step and stuff like that, and none of it bloody works. But I I I'm, I think my dad voice is now just my voice. I don't know. <laughs> what have you heard it then from friends? I've heard I've heard people use use their dad voice before, and it is it's, it's awkward when it comes out like in a social situation like there was one rather good one at a house party i remember when he was speaking to his wife but he used his voice he would use to be like dad's gonna do this now and when i looked around like the kids were with the sitter for the night there was no kids around but he had so programmed his brain into when he's in the house he's the dad that he just slipped into dad voice Absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. On today's show, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get to the NFL headlines. And of course, that always means the headlines for next week, what we think is going to be in the papers, on the intranets, all of that good stuff after this week of action has gone down. Then, as always, we are going to get to the game show this week. Personal favourite of mine, Ollie, blankety blank, blankety blank, blankety blank. And that's basically going to be questions we're going to ask each other. And they're going to be blanks within statements that we have to fill in, which is, I think is a really good one because it's not so specific, Ollie. So I might stand a chance. <laughs> blankety blank. I'm trying to remember who was the host of blankety blank back in the day. Ooh, I remember um, Lily Savage. Savage, Savage isn't Savage. it? I remember she did it. I can't remember who was the original host. That's did a really Black good question. Do, did Silla Black do a blank? It may have been Silla Black. I'll have to look at that when we get into the headlines and, and, and I'll come back to you. Um, <laughs> we'll then finish with listeners' questions. And as always, if you want to get in touch with us and send us some questions, then please, please do. Don't be scared. Don't think it's a silly question. There are no stupid questions, just stupid people. Uh, <laughs> you can hit us up, mcfquestions at gmail.com. You can always find us on Twitter as well, at Ollie Connolly, at the underscore Tommy underscore more. But before we get in to the show today, Ollie, a bit of story time with Tom, but not really story time with Tom this week, and more just the World Cup is ongoing. So let's have a quick two-minute chat about yes. it, because a lot of people are, are soccer fans, are, you know, normal calcio fans we got any other national word you know international words for football calcio soccer football 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 um, what is it in france uh, le, uh no le foot <laughs> it's le foot isn't it is it the foot 
literally le foot calcio 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 just means kick right it's like like, to the point we kick (laughs) there you go that's why they're so good at defending the italians um but anyway we're getting now to the quarterfinal stage and the main question i want to ask you ollie is england are now going into a quarterfinal with france it's this saturday it's this weekend i think england have got a good a chance as any to win this world they're not going to be the favorites but they've got a good chance of any they've got the team and the talent to do it Sometimes I question Southgate's ability to set up a team and actually make changes on the fly. But what do you think of their chances? I think we should win it. And I don't say that with any faux arrogance. This is not like 2006 when we weren't as good as we thought we were. Mm. We have the best squad in the World Cup. I'm, I'm happy to say, now do we have the best player? I mean, Kylian Mbappe is the best player in the world, right? They have the best, mm-hmm. playing against the best player against a right back who's not fully fit, in my opinion, and hasn't been playing his best. He isn't. He doesn't look quite sharp, Walker, does he? That's a big concern, and my biggest, biggest concern is in-game strategy. In the World Cup, you basically have to shapeshift three times in a game. That's kind of how World Cup games go, and I have real concerns about our manager's ability to do that, and I'm really concerned about him reverting to a back five out of fear of Mbappe, five and two holding midfielders when I prefer us with the four and having a bit more adventure and dude uh, running through the middle of the pitch. So I think our, this this is as good a chance as we'll ever have. This This squad is unbelievably talented. Yeah, and it feels like that back five as well actually invites Mbappe on more than it would actually deter him. I think if you play the other formation with more attacking options, I think ultimately that actually pulls him back out of where he wants to be and into areas that he doesn't want to be. Um, But Brazil look fantastic, don't they, Ole? They look great. They look great. I wanted to ask you a follow-up on them. Uh, It's coming home of it all. Do you believe it's coming home? I'm I'm really not getting myself excited. Uh, I feel (laughs) like if we beat France, mate, then I'm going to hit... Fever pitch. Yeah, it's. I mean, if we beat France, we should win the whole thing. I think it's obviously that Brazil team looks great. I get that they look great, but I think we should win the whole thing if we beat France. Which version of the Three Lions "It's Coming Home" song do you prefer? Do you have '96, the original? Because I remember it, Ollie. Because '96 was really the first tournament I properly remember. See, I was. It's very interesting actually because my boy sat on my lap for the England against. Uh, Senegal game and he's four years old and when I was four years old it was Italian 90 so I was thinking can I remember Italian 90 not at all I remember USA 94 because we had a party for the World Cup final I ate too many donuts and I got sick so I was (laughs) and so at that age I was eight but then uh, USA yeah 94 and then it was 96 obviously because it was in England as well was the first one I really remember. And then the World Cup, the first World Cup that really connects with me was 98. Um, what were your first tournaments that you remember? My first tournament would have been Korea and Japan. Was that wow. 02? Oh, yeah. Two. When we got knocked out of that tournament, I was doing a physics GCSE. Oh, really? Yeah. I was watching, they used to put, I don't know if they did this where you went to school, they used to put the games in an assembly. And you would come in all in your kit and they would wheel the TV out. Remember, they used to wheel TVs out in assembly and they would make us toast, buttered toast, and we would watch we would watch the England games, which is... No, I never got that privilege. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I remember that that one. That's my uh, that's my first initial one. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I thought I pressed the cough button and I'd actually <laughs> taken the cough button off. Jeez, mate. This is the problem with having kids as well. I'm just coughing nonstop and I've been for about eight weeks. Anyway, let's spin forward and get to the headlines. And before we do, Ollie, how annoyed would producer Stereo Mike be if England won the World Cup? <laughs> yeah, that, that's when there would be no more producer Mike. I think he would. He would be so upset. 
that that would be um, a very interesting predicament to put him in on the show with us for an hour or so on a Wednesday well, he night. He has to do, uh, you know, I, f- f- thankfully as the head of content, I can tell him he has to do a watch along of England are in the final and he must film this and he must put this on YouTube and uh, and watch along maybe with the two of us as uh, as England go on to, to glory. Really interesting, actually, because my wife is going to Greece with our second born early this year, spend some more time. She gets more holiday than I do. Um, so the World Cup final, she will be in Greece with the youngest. It'll just be me and the eldest. So me and him are more than happy to do a watch along <laughs> if we get to the final. It'll just be me and a four year old who, after 20 minutes, gets bored while wearing his England kit and just starts eating cheese niblets all the time. Anyway, let's move on to the headlines, Ollie. And my first one this week is you got to wait for the voice as well. This, this, this makes it an okay pun. That sure is pretty, as in pretty, but, you know, uh, 49ers um, and the Bucks go at it this way. And the 49ers top the Bucks is the headline. So can they still go all the way with Brock? That's the question, Ollie. And I know that it's on the tip of everyone's lips at the moment, so I thought we should just acknowledge it. We don't have to do it for too long, but what does this do really to the 49ers' hopes? I, I just finished watching uh, the All-22 this afternoon. It was really interesting because you think of Kyle Shanahan and he can plug anyone in and he can just go find a CJ Beathard and it can be functional for a bit. Oh, what's fascinating about watching Brock Purdy is he was good in all the ways those Shanahan guys usually aren't that good. In the straight drop-back game, he was he was pretty excellent in some of the nuances of the position and in the ways where Shanahan usually finds cheat codes, creating a ton of movement in the offense, all the boot action and rollout stuff, he was pretty crap. That was where he really struggled and he like the smallest person to ever play the game. So it's quite fascinating. I, I was really struck in that first game by how gimmicky and wonky the Dolphins' defensive game plan was. Um, they completely changed their identity from what they'd been for about five, six weeks and changed their defense in a pretty serious way once Garoppolo went out. And it was very, very gimmick-based. They were setting the entire house or running what's known as drop eight coverage and dropping eight guys back into coverage. And they would just bounce between one or the other play-by-play. They didn't really run a true NFL defense. Um, and so Purdy was able to take advantage of some of that. He was very, very good versus the Blitz, even though the, the numbers weren't as good as they should have been. So, I, I don't know, I'd like to see him play a real functional NFL defense, running a real functional NFL game plan. I think he could he could have some trouble. There's just some physical limitations there. He's a small guy, doesn't have a big arm. But he was he was much better in a spot start than I ever thought he would be. So, I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, if he can do anything else um, with all that talent around him. There's no reason why they can't continue to win some games. I mean, it's the best possible ecosystem you could drop any quarterback into with all those talents of the skill positions, how good the defense is, and you only really have to score 16 points to have a chance, which isn't really the case in most other places. Can I expand on this further and talk about something a little bit off topic, which is the 49ers uniform? Mm-hmm. Every quarterback, he could be a little bit tubby, rough around the edges, ugly as anything. Every quarterback looks great in the 49ers uniform, Molly. Is it the best in the NFL, because I suspect it might be. I think it is, and I think it's a lot to do with the helmets too. And I think it's the mm. one where with the they've gone back to the old school red, which I adore, and then the, the white three quarter, but not really three quarter, only into the what would you call that? The the arm, the sleeve. Yeah, and Alex Smith always used to wear that as well. He used to look fantastic. Yeah. 
Jimmy does that, Brock does that, and so you get this gold red into like kind of a white half sleeve situation, which I'm a, I'm a I'm a big big fan of. Same with Kaepernick, he, he had the the really cool long muscly lean body marauding through your secondary with this gold dome riding atop the fields. You know, it's it is the best uniform, and when you just bounce through Montana Young and on down the line, they all look like when they step into a throw, they look like Hall of Famers. Now I yeah. know people love the Bears uniform because it's cool and classic and slick and all that. I don't quite like those colors. I think all those guys look bad. Just yeah, the, blue, the blue and orange. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't I, Something about it makes me think of Rex Grossman. I'm like, oh, those guys are okay. Uh, no matter I how good Rex you are, Grossman. how well you step into a throw, I'm like, that's Rex Grossman. You step into a throw wearing a nanny uniform, and I'm like, oh my God, Joe's back. It makes me think, was, was Rex Grossman the quarterback when the Packers beat him in the NFC Championship game to go to the Super Bowl? Because it ended up with um, Caleb Haney coming in at the end, I seem to remember. And it was, was it Peanut Tillman? I can't remember going, who's in there quarterback? Because <laughs> it, 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 it was Todd, Todd Collins? Anyway, know. and then Caleb Haney, and he was just going, go be the hero, Caleb. Caleb, ain't got nothing <laughs> to lose. And it just made me think, was that? Grossman, or was that Cutler at that time? When did Cutler move to Chicago? Anyway, someone will tell us. How on many the chat. guys in the Niners locker room do you think learned who Brock Purdy were on Sunday? Or do you think they were all well aware of who Brock was? I think they probably knew his name, but didn't know him properly, you know, from Bar of Soap in terms of who he was as a bloke. So <laughs> I, I think that it's, it, I think that that's a situation where everybody on the roster has zero expectations of, a, of what is essentially a third string quarterback, really. Um, and if they come in and do well, they, they they got absolute. They do have absolutely nothing to lose, Ollie. He and he will become the just keeping them in games. He will become the most popular man in history because nobody expects anything from him. Should one of these other teams, and I'm thinking the Colts with Matt Ryan, maybe Carson Wentz with the Commies, should they cut their quarterback to allow him to go to San Francisco in that ideal environment where even if you're bad, you could Peyton Manning your way to a Super Bowl? Why would they cut? I don't understand the logic for the teams. Well, it, it just general decency. <laughs> the Colts brought Matt Ryan in. It has been an absolute disaster. They hired a high school coach to run the organization. They have no shot at making the playoffs realistically or doing anything in the playoffs, let's say. But the Niners could realistically do something in the playoffs. Could you, could you not say to Matt, why don't you go and go back to Kyle and you had an MVP run with that guy and, you know, we're going to do you a solid. You can go over there. Carson Wentz isn't playing football games for the commies right now. Do you really think that Shanahan would actually play anyone other than, than Purdy, though, this time? It feels like he's, he's this inside-the-house guy. He doesn't feel to me like a guy would bring somebody in and put him over Purdy, particularly now after the performance that he put no, in. Still, certainly not right away, but Brock Purdy might be awful in three weeks. We might be sat there going, well, that was, that, that was a fun, fun afternoon against Miami. I mean, it was a really, really good performance. I like Brock Purdy. Tom, I would like you to know for the record, I have an unbelievable column in my archives that I am just storing there. I'm so excited and so ready. I wrote a long profile on Brock Purdy when he was the Iowa State quarterback the first year he broke through his Iowa State quarterback about lovely stuff mr purdy that the senior still follows me on social media which i, I appreciate nice um i cannot wait to re-up that as though i was ahead of the curve if this guy does lead them to the super bowl and i can have this this wonderful profile ready to go about how great i thought he was but you know more than likely guys with third string quarterbacks in the nfl are usually bad yeah, it makes me think that tactically, as the sports journalist you are, what you should do is you should pick three or four late round, probable late round quarterbacks and write 
one good piece on them and one bad piece on them, put them both out there, not to much avail, but then reference the one that comes <laughs> true in the future and you will always look like the smart guy in the room. You, you laugh, but there was a, a, a quite prominent analyst who did just this and then was there was busted for this so his was more of what he would do is every year he would pick three wild off the radar like he would go and pick a guy from northwestern south rather than the school of northwestern say this quarterback who no one's heard of who might be fake he's the best quarterback in the draft all in the hope that one day one day one of those picks would come good and then he would maybe get a job in the nfl as a general manager because he found you know the giovanni Carmaza or he found the tom brady who no one knew about that was his game plan um it did not work it was a massive failure in fact i think three years in a row his top quarterback went undrafted and didn't even get into the league at any point that's a pretty bad record let's move on to your first headline ollie heading for a stalycation oh what you're saying is it time to put brandon staley on the hot seat we have this huge wonderful fun exciting matchup between the dolphins and the Chargers. it's going to be all about tour and herbert though i don't know if you know this tom they don't actually play against each other on the field something that i know it's strange isn't it you would think they would <laughs> so you got this huge dynamic about should the dolphins have tra- drafted herbert and now two has been unbelievable this season and uh, we do i think need to start talking about brandon staley one with just how badly he's been defensively and his complete inability to ditch his orthodoxy and get away from what he did with the rams that work there's just been a fall on your face failure with the charges and i know they've had all kinds of injuries on both sides of the ball but they've never adapted defensively and they've just been a disaster basically ever since he got there as kind of the wonderkind of defense defense right they've been a complete mess throughout they've traded picks going to kill mac and it's still been a mess then on offense they are completely wasting the potential of this once in a lifetime type talent that they've landed in this perfect window of when you can go and get all the weapons in the world because his contract is so cheap and you can surround this guy with as much weapons as you want just as the dolphins have done and and you know, this was not a team that came into the season with the expectations of being 500 or of maybe sneaking into the playoffs. This was not a long-term rebuild project for the Chargers. This was, let's spend as much cash as possible to surround Herbert with a defense. He'll carry the offense, we'll carry the defense, and together we'll go and compete in the AFC West and then maybe have a good run in the playoffs. And it's just not been that that case at all. It's strange, isn't it? And because there was so much good good talk about Staley just as a, as a coach it, it seems strange that we we've got here particularly with Herbert you know it just it, it feels like somebody has made made a mistake and if it's Staley then it, it's Staley but I feel like we shouldn't have got to this point no I mean he just refuses to change what he does defensively and it doesn't work mm. and they cannot stop the run and his whole doctrine uh begins around stopping the run and stopping the run in a specific way which they just cannot do. And it's a complete mess. I mean, on offense, their big concern is one, the offense is really restricted and limited and does not at all play to Justin Herbert's main strengths, which is just a strange decision. And mm. as the head coach, you have to cop for that. And then just the injuries that their playmakers are constantly injured. This is the Chargers. You know, they are cursed. <laughs> the, the playmakers are always injured. Tackles get injured. Linemen are all hurt. And you've got a guy out there, you know, who is, as I said, this, this Joe Burrow-esque talent playing with very little talent beside him. That's a sneaky, overrated uniform as well. The Chargers powder blues. Oh, I don't think it's as nice as people think it is. No, no. Well, here's the thing. The Chargers powder blue, under the lights, does not look as good as you would want it to. You know, they, they, they're they playing yeah. in prime time now because of Herbert. Under the lights, because now one o'clock or sun going down, 4 p.m. kickoff, as good as it gets. That stadium... 
that stadium doesn't help those uniforms. Is that a weird thing to say? No, it looks different than it used to. Is, is, is it a different sun? <laughs> what is happening? Is it different typography, geography? What is happening there? Their uniforms don't look as good as they used to. I agree with you. I still think it is elite upper tier, top eight in the league, but I used to think it was by far the, the best in the NFL, and I no longer feel that way. What do you think of the Packers uniforms? Do you like that at all? I mean, it's iconic, obviously, yeah. but I mean, have you got any views on that? I'm all about the iconic ones. My, my favorite thing about the NFL when I first got into the sport was the fact that you, that unlike the football club I grew up loving and supporting, where the kit changed every season, so Kenny Daglish plays in a different kit than Steven Gerrard, who plays in a different kit than Mo Salah, you would have this continuity of the greats wear the same uniform. I, I adore that, and the Packers are the, the ones closest to, to what it you know feels like to, to be in one of those classic all-time uniforms. The best remains... The Patriots throwback. I mean, that's the best uniform. The red. Well, it's the best in the NFL. It's the best helmet. It's the best uniform. The fact they don't wear it every single week is a crime. Yeah, no, I probably agree with that. Right now, our next headlines, Ollie, to round off this section, are actually on the same game. Oh wow! So I'll give you mine first. Then you give. <coughs> oh, <Bob. laughs> Look, I've got a one-year-old and a four-year-old. <laughs> Quite a struggle at times, and we've all been coughing for eight weeks. Just want us to stop coughing. Anyway, I'll give you my headline first, then you give me yours, and then we'll talk about it. So, that's my Trevor. Jaguar stick it to the Titans in Lawrence's career day. What can we expect long-term from the much-touted first overall pick? And your headline? Ten of three. The Titans club the Jags free from the shackles of John Robinson and Robinsonisms. Okay, so tell me what the shackles are here that are holding them back, in your opinion. Well, John Robinson has been fired this week. One of the most shocking firings of any executive coach, whatever. I mean, they they let go of their GM, who has built a perennial division winner, um, made the Ryan Tannehill trade, which has been successful, and they make it the how, how is How is that holding them back on the field, though, this season? Well, it was just a way of me shoehorning in how I had to talk oh, about it. Oh, right, okay, fair enough. <laughs> so... It's one of those really strange decisions where it makes a ton of sense to let John Robinson go. There appears to be some kind of power struggle between him and Mike Vrabel as the coach. The A.J. Brown trade was obviously a disaster. It's funny, coincidental timing that he dunked all over their faces last week and then they fired him the following week. But it's an okay-ish roster. They win the division constantly, though it's a bad division. And it's just, this has never, ever happened where a team leading a division has fired its uh, chief um, decision-maker uh, before the end of the season. It's never, ever happened in season before. So it's just really, really unusual. I don't know if something else has happened behind the scenes that may come out and that no one has kind of said anything like that so far. They just decided that they didn't like the construction of the roster, which is all fair and I think true. I think it's an average to okay roster and people like Robinson. Um, he's got a good reputation, which I think is overstated. I think the But coach- why in season? Why in season? Doesn't make any I have sense. No idea. No idea if there was some kind of blow up. If I mean, it cannot possibly be the AJ Brown game because that would be like Titans don't function like that. That's like very Jim Irsay ish or Jerry Jones just come in and fire someone. It's too knee jerk, far too knee jerk. Far too knee jerk. If it's general roster construction, which again, he's flamed out on all of his top draft picks the last three years, the bad free agent signings. And it, it's this funny thing in the, the, um, among, the NFL discourse. I almost used your favorite word then, Tom, but I decided to shy away. Ooh, oh, that's a shame. Almost. I'm so disappointed. Almost. That people both hold that Mike Vrabel is doing an amazing job for overachieving with a not good enough roster, but then consider John Robinson to be very, very good at his job. It's like, well, look, both those things cannot be true, right? This, this is not a good roster. The coach and his staff are excellent. 
So to let him go, I have no issue with, but it's just something that why would you not just wait till the end of the season? It seems like something pretty simple to just hang on and then let him go in the, the January carousel. Very, very, very strange and something we should we should keep our eye on to see if any more comes out. Yeah, one of the more interesting games this week, and I'll be interested to see how it turns out, and but more interested to see what comes out with John Robinson because it feels like it's something where what's he what, what what's he done? Because he may have done something. And that's a terrible indictment of professional sport as a kind of milieu. But at the same time, Ollie, probably true. Right. I'm really excited about our game show this week. Let's not delay and spin forward. So the game show this week is Blankety Blank. Now, we don't have Stereo Mike, our producer, with us, unfortunately. He's not well. Um, you know, he's not, <laughs> he's not, you know, straight, you know, trying to get through it like the rest of us only joking, Mike. Um, anyway, but what he has done for us is he has on um, from his sick bed with Lemsip, I'm sure partnered with a pint of Guinness, probably to give him that iron to get him through. He's given us four, um, three fantastic rounds of blankety blank quiz for Ollie and I to challenge each other with. So we've got three rounds. The first round is about championship weekends where we will be missing a couple of teams from a championship weekend. The other person has to name them. The second round is former team names. This is a great one. There's so many great obscure names that teams used to go by, <laughs> franchises used to have. And finally, quotes, quotes from history, quotes from players. We did this kind of with whose line is it anyway previously, but this is easier because you're not going to get the person. What you've got to guess, and you'll be given the context of the person who said it, is the missing word, which levels the playing field a bit because, you know, we can both consider what might be there and I don't necessarily have to have Ollie's all-consuming football knowledge. So, Ollie, are you ready to play blankety blank? I I, I am. I got to say, I'm feeling pretty nervous when Mike sent me over your questions i thought oh shit these are pretty tough i can't imagine trying to get these blind and unseen uh in the reverse so i'm, I'm a little bit nervous i need to i need to keep like um it's a i've got a pdf here i need like a word document or something to keep score anyway we'll figure it out as we go through you know what i've actually got i'm sat in my son's playroom and what i have is his little shopping trolley child size of vegetables and other goods, <laughs> obviously plastic. So what I will do is I will make two piles as we go through that represent points. So, for example, you can hear the noise here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> That's me. Almost sounds like an FA Cup draw with all the ball, but this is a croissant touching a donut. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's how we will get points. And I will tell you what I award you each time. So, um, and you only get the point if you get both of them. That's what we will say. We only get the point you get if you get both of them on the championship weekend round. And that's where we will start. So we'll go one at a time. I'll ask you, you ask me, I ask you, you ask me. Cool. There are uh, five questions uh, for each of us in this particular round. So, Ollie, to start with, in 2011, the championship weekend was between the 49ers and blank and the Ravens and blank. Play along at home. This is the whole reason we do the game shows. In 2011, the championship weekend was the 49ers and blank and the Ravens and blank. What do you think? 2011. Now, Mike might have done that thing again. Has he done the date or the season? This always gets... I tell you what, I will I will look up... Um, I will look this up Can quickly. Can you give me the, the two teams again, please? So you've got the 49ers and blank and the Ravens and blank. Okay, well, I'm going to say uh, Patriots as one, obviously, because the Patriots are always in the championship games. Easy yep. one. Um, and then the other one, 2011 Niners. 2011. Oh, 2011 is when the Pats lost the Super Bowl to the Giants. So, Giants. 
It's not. It's New York, San Francisco. Oh, yeah, no, sorry. Yeah, it is. I read it wrong. It's New York, San Francisco. It's Baltimore, New England. So what that is, that is the 2011 season because the 2011 Super Bowl was the the Packers won that. So that's the 2011 season, therefore. So that's how Mike's done it. That that just confirms it for me. Okay, Uh, you got one. Well done, Patriots and the Giants. I'm going to give you a croissant. Uh, it's a it's a, a bunch of grapes. Oh. I give you a bunch of grapes. Honestly, mate, I, I used to work at a high street retailer, basically, and, and and they get kids' toys and stuff. And so I got so many um, <laughs> really cheap groceries, basically plastic groceries. Anyway, you go. Oh, I got to pop the questions. Right, okay. In 2013, the championship weekend was the 49ers and blank. And Patriots and blank. 2013. The Patriots and blank. I, was that when we got the Harbour Bowl? I'm thinking. So I'm going to go for the Ravens. And then who did the 49ers beat 2013? It was probably it was probably the Packers, to be honest. It was probably one of the years that, <laughs> that Kaepernick ran all over us. I'm going to go for the 49ers beat the Packers and the Ravens beat whoever the other team was. Is incorrect. Oh, what was it? It was the you like that Richard Sherman Seahawks. No, it wasn't. Oh, no, no, well, he wasn't you like that, was he? He was like, you come around me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree. That was That's what you gonna get. <laughs> Yeah, that was don't funny. you ever come with me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree? That was so funny. <laughs> For Aaron, Aaron Drew's face on that video is an all-time classic. What did he say? <laughs> Her voice all shakes. Um, and so it was, yeah, the Niners, Seahawks, and then it was the Patriots and the Broncos. So I was, I was over two there. So I definitely don't get any groceries. Right? Are you ready for your next one, Ollie? You're winning one nil. Here we go. Let's go. In 2010, I've already referenced this season, but I'm not giving anything away here. Um, <laughs> the the championship weekend was the Jets and blank, and oh. the Packers and blank. So that should give you an idea. Well, yeah, because, because you, you just you just described the game earlier. I told you who got to the Super Bowl, so it was the Packers got to the Super Bowl. So who did the Packers beat? They beat, and the then Bears. who did they beat in the Super Bowl as well? They beat the Bears, right? And then the Super Bowl they beat. The Steelers. Is that correct? Again? You get a lovely strawberry. Plastic one, though it may be. Two that for two. It feels unfair because you told me the answer six minutes ago. <laughs> I basically did, yeah. Anyway, go on. Next one. Your turn. Okay. In 2006, the championship weekend was the blank and the Patriot. It's always the Patriot. And blank and the Bears. Well, the Bear... The... Was that the Super Bowl that the Bears got to, and it was the Rex Grossman Super Bowl, and weren't didn't weren't they didn't beaten by the I, I want to say it was the Steelers with Roethlisberger. So I want I want to say Pittsburgh, and this is the thing you see. So my knowledge of the NFL is is decent but not precise. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say Ben. Ro- it was the Steelers. Was it the Grossman who beat who beat Grossman? Who beat the Bears? Or was it somebody else? Screw it. Because now I've got the I've got Peyton Manning in my head for some reason. But Roethlisberger came into the league in 04, and he was still very young when he he wasn't a rookie. 
was it 05 or it may have been 06 which would have been year three so i'm going to go steelers in the afc in the nfc i'm going to say the bears beat who was decent around that time jeez a rex grossman team taking somebody to the super bowl it can't have been that good <laughs> knocking around there I'm going to go... Defense was ridiculous. Oh, it was a great defense. It would have been up in Soldier Field, maybe against a warm weather team, or possibly... You know what? I'm going to take... I'm going to say it was the Cowboys. Okay. In 2006, it was the Colts and the Pats and the Bears and the Saints. Was the Saints. No fruit or veg again. That was Peyton Manning's Super Bowl, you may recall. Yeah, yeah. To be an outright, we'll go to my question now because all of these, a lot of mine are Packers related. So I know the answer to these ones, <laughs> right? In 2007, the championship oh, weekend was between the blank and the Packers and the Chargers and the blank. Come on, that's too easy, Ollie. 07, the Chargers one has to be 07. Oh, it's the Patriots. Again, is it the, the Patriots and Giants? Yeah, I feel like this is a complete <laughs> that fix. one was a stitch up. I was rubbing my head like it can't that can't be that easy. That it was on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, I'm going to give you this onion, but I'm not happy about it. Right there, you go. You've got some grapes, a strawberry, and an onion, and I have nothing. Right, I hope he's given me what I might be able to get. Go on, Ollie. Oh well, this is more modern now. So in 2017, the championship weekend was the Vikings and blank, and the Patriots and blank. So it's 2017. I will uh, inform you. It was, if you remember the Super Bowl that year, it was um, it was a uh, infamous one. I think that was then the uh, the Eagles Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. That is correct. I'll give you. Yep, that's one blank. Who, who did the Patriots beat in the AFC title game? Was it Tennessee? Oh, it was not. It was so. Was it the? Was it? Was it the Jags? It was the Blake Bortles back Jags. Damn it! Damn it! It was one of the two I was going for. It was the Jags, wasn't it? I was so close. I knew I was going to get that one as well. For some reason, I was saying in my head. When we come to this quiz later, one of the answers in the AFC is going to be the Jags. I know I was going to think about it, and it's going to be the Jags. And then I'm going to. Oh, right. I'm over three. You're three for three. Two more each in this round. Here we go. Another recent one, Ollie. In 2020, the championship weekend was between the Chiefs and blank and the Packers. We're getting a theme here. We're here every time we never get through the Packers and blank. Was the Packers, was the Falcons, Matt Ryan's year? Was it, This was the 28-3 years. Was it the Patriots again? 20, 2020, Chiefs and blank. Packers and blanks. It's only a couple of years ago. Oh, 2020. Well, I shouldn't. I'd said my answer there, so that I should get it wrong. But that's gonna be the 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 Niners playing in the Super Bowl. Niners won, and who the Chiefs beat on the way to that Super Bowl? Who the Chiefs beat in that AFC title game? God, I really can't remember. I, give me the answer. I can't have... So it was Buffalo. It's interesting. It's kind of like the start oh, of the Mahomes-Allen rivalry. But it was the Packers lost to Tampa Bay, remember, with three interceptions oh, in the second yeah, half. With the, my years again. I get, I'm yeah. screwing myself up with the, the year to the Super Bowl every time. Every time. Okay, right. Give me... I've got to get one of the last two. Come on. I think I've only got one, one other one for you, I think. Have you? I've got two here. 
Oh, I've got I've got one more for you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in 2019, the championship weekend was the Packers and Black. And the Chiefs... why? Why must people just, keep saying this to me? I just said it as well. I think that would have been the 49ers one then the year before. It was the 49ers, yes. And who, I I couldn't figure out who the Chiefs played, although I had it in my head because I remember a very vivid scene. But can you the remember? Chiefs. I believe there was a jump pass involved in this game. The Chiefs game 2019. The Chiefs 2019. The Chiefs and hmm. That's interesting. I'm just I'm I'm racking my brains about was it? I uh, I think that may have we may have been in we in Lamar territory at that time. We and have he, discussed this team on today's program. We have discussed this team on today's program. The Titans? Yeah! Yeah! How did the Titans get to... Anyway. John Robinson, man. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Have you got one more for me or not? I do not know. Okay. I've got one more for you. Let's finish it on this one, okay? Um, In 2015, the championship weekend was between the... We won't count this one. We'll just do it for fun. Uh, It was between the Cardinals and blank and the Patriots and blank. 2015 is 2015 is that the crazy stupid rogers year or was that the round before or is that peyton manning can't walk anymore year that's (laughs) it's in that realm it's in that realm um oh i just gotta pick one i gotta pick one i gotta pick one well it feels like every single one he's given you involves the packers (laughs) So I'll say the Packers and who was the team in the AFC you said? It was the Patriots. Oh, it's always the Patriots. That's going to be my guess because it's always the Patriots. Um, 2019. 2015. Oh, 2015. Sorry. Uh, I'll say the Broncos. It was the Broncos and the Patriots and the Cardinals and the Panthers. So that was the year uh, Newton went to the Super Bowl. Uh, Good game, blank, blankety blank, blankety blank, blankety blank. Is that the right theme tune? Blankety blank, blankety blank. Um, so you got three in that. I got one. I got yep. one, two, three, one up. Right, let's play team names, Ollie. Okay, let's go. here we go. The Kansas City Chiefs have had two names mm-hmm. Chiefs mm-hmm. and the blank. Was it considered, would it be considered in the modern day racist? No, okay. Good to get that out. <laughs> get that out in the open early on. You know, it's tough to tell some of these old team names. They are, yeah. Pretty rough. Um, the Kansas City. I, I went for a word there, which I know is their newspaper. <laughs> I don't think you stand a chance of getting... Right, there's three in this round. I assume I've got three as well. I think you're going to definitely get one and two of them, including this one, you have not got a hope in hell of getting. And if any listeners manage to get that, please tweet me at the underscore Tommy underscore more because I want to know if you knew this. Oh, there'll be someone who's in the middle of reading Michael McCambridge's America's Game and is all up on the, you know, pre-merger teams right now. And they, they are just crushing the car stereo now because they need to download this information to someone. Uh, the Kansas City Stars. It was actually the Dallas Texans, and the Dallas Texans moved to Kansas City, and then that's where that franchise started. Well, that that feels like a cheat. 
That's yeah. a relocated franchise. I know, but it carried the record, so it counts. I think this is where Mike has been really harsh in this round. Right, give me your first question. That was preposterous. What was Kansas City's team name? The Dallas Dallas Texans. (laughs) Told you you didn't have a chance. That was brutal. All right, the New York Jets have two current and former team names, the Jets and Blank. By the way, this has been an answer on a previous quiz. I think the second one we did. Yeah, yeah. One time ago now. Oh, it's something bonkers, isn't it? I can't even think, Ollie. I, you're going to have to tell we me because these it... are so wild. We should, from this one moving on, we should each give a clue. Okay, from not, this one. Not, okay, not a strong clue, but you know, a, a generic... we'll do clue. We'll do clues on hard ones moving forward. But yeah. just tell me the answer to this one because that's just bonkers. It's the New York Titans. The New York Titans. Oh, okay. Right now, Ollie, you should get this one. So I'm assuming Mike's giving me an easy one as well. The Tennessee Titans have had two names, the Titans and the Houston Oilers. Well done. Well done. You get a fried egg. (laughs) Okay. I am going to give you the easy one, which I think is the third one on here. Um, But if you're suspicious about not, not sure which one is which, then I'm screwed. In keeping with that theme. So the Baltimore Ravens have two current and former team names, the Ravens and blank. Yeah, but there were the Baltimore Colts, but didn't that shift to Indianapolis? So and I'm this, gonna this is this is confusing. And I don't wanna ever, ever consider that producer Michael's got anything wrong, but the Baltimore Ravens were Okay. I can see the what you Baltimore Ravens weren't the Baltimore Ravens the Cleveland Browns. Correct. So but is he put it as the Baltimore Colts? It's got to be one of those, surely, because the Baltimore Colts moved to Indianapolis, but the Cleveland Browns moved to Baltimore, became the Baltimore Ravens, and then when Cleveland started again in Cleveland, then they took their history back. You see, I think that that is correct, but what is down on our sheet here is the Baltimore Browns, which I think is just wrong. Oh, wow. I'm I'm taking a carton of milk. That. Yes, yeah. And the Browns is the old team who moved to be the Baltimore Ravens. Exactly. Launch as the Baltimore Browns, and then the next year say, oh, actually, we're the Ravens now. I love it. There you go. You take the milk. Right. Your last one in this team names round. The Arizona Cardinals have had two team names. Uh, one which included a temporary merger. So they have been the Cardinals and blank. And now this is interesting because it's got a name here, Ollie, but what I will give you is quite clearly the team that they merged with. Now, if my history serves me correctly, I believe this was during the war period when there weren't enough players. This is my understanding, unless I'm wrong. It was during some element of a war period where essentially they they smashed teams together in order to have enough players to play. That's my understanding. And I've not looked at that beforehand. I've just looked at the question, and I think that's what happened. And so, essentially, Arizona smashed in and, 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 and grouped in with another team. And all I need here, Ollie, is the, is the city, so to speak, and it is a city that has a franchise in the NFL now. Oh, it does it has now. A fra- And it has a franchise in the AFC now. Oh, because I, I thought it was St. Louis, but so. And it was called the card hyphen and then four letters, which represent that city, essentially. 
You're like putting it completely on a platform in my brain. Well, still, you got to get the four letters in their 60 unit AFC team. So, (laughs) four letters, four letters, AFC teams. It's not going to, I'm just going down the, down the Rolodex now in my mind. Well, yeah, you need to think about what four letters would represent the team well. So if you had, for example, I'll do NFC teams like, um, I don't know, was it an NFC team? Uh, Saints. So, but it's the name of the town. So New Orleans. So it would be Nuo. The the card Nuo. Or it would be the card Gris. Or it would be the card Chic. Chicago, I'm doing. You see, yeah, I'm giving you examples, and that's exactly what it looks like. The T name, the card, something. Four letters represent C. So the card, Bolt, because you know, if it was Baltimore, for example. So it's not Cincinnati, Ohio. Well, it's a, it's a city. Remember, that's a state. Okay. Um. So not Cincinnati, not Cleveland. Cin- not the pit Cincinnati. Cleve, the pit Cleve, the pit Sin. The pit, the card. Pit. Oh, no, just <laughs> Oh, I ruined it. Oh, that's amateur hosting. I just ruined it. The card is the card pit, Oli. Card pit. Oh, I would never have got that. Oh, I would never have got anyway, that. That was, that was grade A podcasting right there. What's your question? All right. The Pittsburgh Steelers, speaking of pit, have two current and former team names, the Steelers and blank would you like a clue go on this is the cu- current um team name of a baseball franchise is it the pirates it is the pirates well, yeah i thought it, i thought it they might be swap, to be honest swap team names because the pittsburgh pirates is their baseball team did they just that's interesting i'd like to look into that that would be interesting but i'm going to give myself a <laughs> bell a bell pepper <laughs> Because I'm a bit of a bell. Okay. Right. Now we move on to quotes. Now, Ollie, how many have you got? I've got three here. I have three here too. So it's four, three to you, all to play for in wow. the plastic um, grocery steak. So here we go. First one. So Vince Lombardi once said this, Ollie. Once you learn to quit, it becomes a blank. Once you learn to quit, it becomes a blank. Habit. That is correct, Ollie. Habit. You get, uh, what should I give you this time? Oh, the top half of a burger bun. Ooh, brioche. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. If we're playing fancy, not the burger buns I get from Tesco. Uh, Ollie, your first quote. Former Bengals running back Archie Griffin says, it's not the size of the blank in the fight, but the size of the blank of the fight in the blank. <laughs> It's not that. Say it again. It's not the way he's written. This is funny. <laughs> Excuse me. It's not the size of the blank in the fight, but the size of the fight in the blank. Is was that dog? That was dog. Yes. yes. I love it. I am going to take this suspicious-looking pair. Right. It's five four. Two quotes to go. Here we go, Wally. Classic. Let's go to Mike Ditka. You want a classic quote? Let's go to Mike Ditka. If you're not in the parade, you blank the parade. That's life. I will say that again. If you're not in the parade, you blank the parade. What are you looking at? You've got a book open. Is that about Mike Ditka? I'm looking at the blood and guts, how tight ends save football. And I'm opening the Mike Ditka chapter. 
Just... And of course, the the recent Gridiron magazine is all about tight end, is it not? All about tight ends. It includes an excerpt from this very book right here, but unfortunately, the uh, a different chapter than the Mike Ditko one, so I don't have to top of mind. I had the Vince Lombardi quote top of mind because we did the Vince Lombardi feature, so I, I knew the ah. quote. Mike Ditko, can you read that again? Something about parades, so I can quickly <laughs> something about parades. If you're not in the parade, you blank the parade. That's life. Is it a swear word? No. Oh. No. <laughs> That's where my mind immediately goes. Uh, if you're not in the parade, you blank. That actually just works as a quote. It does, yeah. If you're not it in. It does. You blank the parade. I'm not interested, <laughs> yeah. If you're not in the parade, you. <clears throat> the parade. That's life. You. Ignore. Incorrect. The answer is watch. Oh, oh. If you're not in the parade, you watch the parade. Personally, if I'd lost and I wasn't having a parade, I wouldn't watch the other team having a parade. That shows why he was a Hall of Fame tight end and coach, and I sit and write about schemes on a blog, because I'm like, yeah, I'm not watching the parade. He's like harnessing all the, the motivation, the core of, of the earth of motivation from watching the parade. Right. In order to win this, Ollie, I've got another question here. I need to get this and the last one, and you have to get your last one wrong. So hit me with it. Okay. Bumf, oh, okay. Bum Phillips said the only discipline that lasts is blank discipline. Self, correct. It has to be. It's dad always used. My dad always used to say, say to me, "Self praise is no praise." It's really interesting, <laughs> and he's it's a bit old harsh, isn't school, it? Yeah, old school parenting. But he's right. Self praise is no praise. If you're good, you tell people. If you're great, other people tell you. I'm well aware. Thank you. Uh... <laughs> right, hang on. What vegetable do I get? I get this aubergine. Oh, right. It's five all. One question left. What a game show this has been this week. Ollie, I your think. final quote. Here we go. Tom Brady said, now I'm assuming, therefore, my final quote is probably going to be Aaron Rodgers said. Um, is it? It is not. Oh, I thought that's what he would now, do. Tom Brady, bear in mind, I know absolutely every concept in the Patriots playbook from the time Tom Brady played quarterback for them. Tom Brady doesn't say anything that's memorable. So unless this is the video of him crying during the, the Brady six or whatever that TV show was, or the time he kissed his son on the lips in that other weird documentary, the, the, yeah. I, I have no concept of what this could be. This is, this is really hard, actually, I think. I wouldn't put this word in this context. <laughs> no, as in you can, but I wouldn't do it immediately. So you need to think outside the box on this one. Okay. I think like blank, science blank, science. blank in everything. Okay. Blank in everything. If there's things you really love, you should enjoy. You get one life, so you should enjoy it. Blank in everything. If there's things you really love, you should enjoy you get one life, so you should enjoy it. I feel like the start of this sentence doesn't connect with the second half of the sen sentence, as in the first clause. Blank in everything. If there's things you really love, you should enjoy. You get one life, so you should enjoy it. I I'm giving you this as a clue as well. I don't think the two parts of this statement actually connect together. That's, that's very helpful. I also think starting a blankety blank game with a blank as the start of the sentence is very, is very difficult. It's very, very difficult. Blank in everything, but basically ignore that. So it's just blank, ignore. It's blank, blank, blank. <laughs> then, what, <laughs> then what was the second clause? 
So if there's things, right, let's break this down, okay? The second half of this sentence. If there's things you really love, you should enjoy. You get one life, so you enjoy it. So logically, that would mean that what he's trying to say is do the things that you love, right? Uh, And and go for it. But actually, the blank in everything at the start is, it's not the opposite of that, but it's definitely not supporting that fully. That, that 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 makes it quite difficult, Ollie. But if you don't get it, you'll understand them when you hear the answer. I'll say it again for everybody listening at home. Blank in everything. If there's things you really love, you should enjoy. You get one life, so you should enjoy it. I think blankety blank quotes is actually might be the best game we've done so far. I think so. I think we could just do a spin-off podcast, blanking quotes. This is great. Um see, Tom Brady is a homicidal maniac psychopath and the problem with homicidally competitive psychopaths is they think their general level of motivation or things like mike dicker that they can drag from their own core is reasonable to say out loud to other human beings okay makes sense i think there's some kind of rage involved in what he's discussing here you're saying it's not love so i reckon there's some kind of anger or fight or some kind of like well i said it wasn't the opposite which is where you're going is the opposite i said uh, so quite controversially this is this is not the opposite it's somewhere in between the two which is why it doesn't connect at all it's not one end of the spectrum or the other so well it can't mean he's not going to agree to mediocre or averageness or you are closer Wow. With those things, though. Wow. Um, I'll say the statement again. And blank, blank or consistency or monotony. Um, God, so it's it's about him keeping an even keel all the time, yes, right? Yes, that, that is what it's about. Blank in everything. If there's things you really love, you should enjoy. You get one life, so you should enjoy it. The second half of the sentence doesn't connect to the first at all. Blank in everything. Staying on an even keel. What could blank in everything be? Oh, blank in everything. Even keel. Okay. Consistency. I'm going to, that's all the clues I'm going to give you. Okay. No, that's fair. That's fair. Oh, it's really tough. Really tough. Consistency. I keep coming back to some kind of droning excellence. What is droning for Tom Brady? What does he consider to be mundane and consistent? Um, or average. Hmm. I think you're gonna have to push you for an answer. Now. You're gonna have to push me for an answer. This is bad, bad broadcasting. I'm aware. It's just I, I can't get it. Um, it's tough. This is really hard. Um. Um. No, I'm not gonna get it. I'm not gonna get it. I've been around the houses with all the options. It's moderation. <sighs> it's very Tom Brady that. That's very Tom Brady. It's very Tom Brady's guru who's told him. It's very hard, though, to to guess that, but that is very Tom Brady. Right, so this, Ollie, therefore, is either going to result in me winning or it going to be a tie. So hit me with the last quote. This one, uh, you know, I love producer Mike. You know, he he does like to give me, you know, things from the abstract things from the the silent film era to give me moderation and to give you something that could just be you could wildly speculative guess and be correct. That's very, very. Don't give me any clues then at all. Um, It's on brand. Uh, Peter Manning said it takes blank years to build a reputation and five minutes to ruin it. Well, that's well, this is quite I mean, it's quite an old phrase, actually. 
it takes many years is incorrect. What's the answer? It's a specific number of years. Oh, is it really? Okay, let me take <laughs> a guess. My it takes to think of random. Okay, okay. It takes twenty years. Yes. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. What a guess. Tom wins. Ollie's ruined. Oh. We have to play blankety blank quotes again. That's a great one. Great quiz show this week. If you've got any ideas for quizzes that you think we should do, things that are on telly, on the radio, anything like that, we're always open to hear your ideas. Hit us up, mcfquestions at gmail.com. Now, before we go, Ollie, listeners' questions, we've got one this week from Hall of Famer listener, uh, long-time listener, Chris Huntingford. With us back in the old days, he was. He's got a few questions. We'll hit through these three really quickly. First of all, where does Carson Wentz go from here, Ollie? Where does Carson Wentz go? I have absolutely no idea. I still think he'll have suitors. Um, he'll have to go if he wants to keep playing and go and be a backup somewhere and either wait for an injury or try to beat someone out in training camp next year. Wouldn't be stunning to see him be the holdover in like a Houston where they go and draft Bryce Young right and they do the thing of tagging the young quarterback they draft first overall with a veteran on the roster, kind of Ryan Fitzpatrick territory. I think Carson's going to have to embrace a life that he's not starting caliber quarterback in the NFL and he'll have to be like I said, that Ryan Fitzpatrick spot starter who comes in for four weeks a season, gets your hopes up, and then isn't good enough to carry you consistently. I think that's kind of his, his destiny at this point. I think you're probably right. Okay, secondly, with the Commanders on such a hot streak, six and eight, blimey, how likely is it that all four NFC East teams make the playoffs? Well, it's 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 confused by the bloody tie of last week. It, make things, it makes the standings one look awful i hate when you see a tie in the tie column yeah it's very difficult to figure out i mean technically they can do it they are certainly the eagles and cowboys are the best two teams in the conference um i think the commanders on their street like he says there i mean their defense has been playing out of its mind for four or five weeks now so they're right there in terms of that they are as good as anyone around them they're better than the books better than the packers as good as the seahawks right so they're right there and the giants have stacked the wins on the board though i don't think the giants are actually a very good team so i think the three of them uh should get in there and then it just comes down to the giants and whether the giants can hold off i've not actually seen the giants record uh schedule for the rest of the season let's pull that up really quickly um so they had they oh that's tough <laughs> that's tough so they, the giants have to play home against the eagles at the commanders at the vikings home to the colts at the eagles they, they probably win one more game this season so i'm gonna say the giants just miss out and the other three get in and it ruins the full house uh and finally is there anything better on a podcast than story time with tom well when i actually do it chris it's all right yeah but i suppose uh World Cup, World Cup segment. Well, the World Cup's on. The World Cup segment's fun, yeah. Well, the, the better segment is the, the blankety blank of quotes. Blankety blank quotes. We merge two games. Who lines it? Whose line is it anyway? In blankety blank. Whose blank is it anyway? There you go. That's the new game, ladies and gentlemen. That's why I should be working for a broadcasting corporation and not for who I work for. But anyway, there we go. Uh, Ollie, it's been a pleasure as always, my friend. I wish you a fantastic weekend. Anything planned beyond the football? No, it is all football, both forms this weekend for me. Yeah, go England, go. Let's get that victory back. Come on, remember Waterloo. Let's do it again. Them and their Napoleons. For now, it's goodbye from Ollie. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. 